friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your streaming peripherals. The streaming wars have begun. Actually, it's been a bit of busy week around uh, the Microsoft world, the tech world, uh, the gaming world, and all that good stuff. So we are just going to dive right in and kick it off with Microsoft announced this week that they are delaying the Surface earbuds. If you remember, Microsoft announced these back at its Surface launch event in early October, and they're got a polarizing design. And Microsoft isn't exactly saying why, although I'm trying to dig in and figure out what is going on. But they are not launching the Surface earbuds before the holiday shopping season. They are delaying them until an unknown time in the spring. And so they say they're going to be launching, I believe, in two colors now, white and then like the Surface color. Um, but I'm not really worried about the colors at this point. I'm curious as to why they are delaying them. Are they changing the design? Are they changing things around? Were they not getting the performance they wanted? Uh, in my very, very brief time with them at the Surface launch event, they, they sounded okay and they worked as expected, but uh, maybe there's a manufacturing problem. Maybe they're having a change of heart. Uh, we will see. But anyways, if you were looking to buy some of those this year, you're going to be waiting until, well, sometime in the spring, maybe at a Surface Book 3 event or something like that. We will find out. Uh, Microsoft is also testing Gmail integration into Outlook.com. This is actually pretty good. I'm happy with this. What this will allow you to do is that if you have an Outlook.com email address and a Gmail address, you can then consolidate them into Outlook.com and check both accounts from one uh, web interface. And so that'll be quite nice if you have multiple email accounts. I quite like Outlook.com. I like it a lot better than the built-in mail app. And so this this will be this is a good thing that there's hard to really kind of hard to look at this negatively negatively in any light. Now, if you jumped into your time machine and looked back, I think two podcasts ago, I said, hey, it's Cortana's Last Ignite is actually the title of the headline because I've been hearing some crazy things about what was going on with Cortana. And now we're starting to see some of the fruits of what is actually happening. Microsoft announced somewhat quietly that they're pulling their Cortana mobile apps from basically everywhere but the United States, which makes no sense at all because um, why, why keep your digital assistant only available in one country? But I digress. Cortana is being relegated or, or moved into what I, a lot of internal emails are calling the Microsoft Assistant. I'd actually heard that usage of Cortana on mobile devices was below 100,000 users, and that was worldwide. And so I suspect that the most of those people are in the U.S., and that's why they're whatever. Um, Cortana is just... I, I, I The future is not bright for Cortana. It's just going to become... Um, this thing that is integrated into apps rather than a standalone product. It's Microsoft's sort of digital AI, but I, I suspect that it might just be transitioned into the Microsoft Assistant over time and Cortana branding will slowly uh, fade away. Uh, Microsoft also announced this week that Teams, the country, the countries, the company's new, or new, it's not even new, it's like two or three years old now at this point, uh, chat application now has 20 million daily active users. That is up 7 million daily active users from about July. So in a, a roughly four month time frame, they've added 7 million daily active users. That's a lot of people, but you got to put some context around this because yes, that is a lot on paper, but you got to remember that a lot of people are just being forced into this, meaning that companies are just installing this on their uh, end users machines and they may not truly be engaged and all that stuff. And you also have to remember that a big driving force behind this is that Skype for business is going away. And so all those users have to be coming over um, to, to teens effectively. So 
there you go. I, it, it's not, I, I'm not trying to like beat on teams. I'm just trying to put some context around the numbers that Microsoft is talking about. Because at one point they told us that there were like a couple hundred million people using Edge, um, the old version of Edge, but it didn't, the, Microsoft likes to inflate their numbers is all I'm saying. And they told us that some crazy number of daily Cortana usage at one point as well. I think it was like 40 million or something like that on the Windows 10 PCs. But they were also saying that, hey, anytime you searched, even if you were just hitting the Windows key, typing like PowerPoint, they were considering that a user just keep in mind that these numbers aren't as always as rosy as they seem and then slack actually came out swinging and said hey uh, you might have more daily active users but our users are more engaged and so i would also point out the fact that teams is included in office 365 and you just kind of get it right it's there and you're already paying for it so you might as well use it people that are using slack are actively paying explicitly for slack and so just keep that in mind when you hear these numbers being tossed around. Uh, other things happening in the tech world, Apple is adding a button to its battery case for the iPhone. May not sound like a big deal, but I think that we're starting to see like the D Iva vacation, and that's Johnny Ive of Apple stuff because we now have a MacBook Pro that doesn't have the butterfly or the little or the terrible keyboards, the membrane ones that they were using, um, and they've gone back to their traditional old school Mac keyboard which was really good so that's a good thing and now we're seeing a new button and it, it's kind of weird to get excited about a camera button all it is you, you can press it and it activates the camera it's not a big deal but what i'm hoping that we're starting to see is that apple kind of pulling back from this extreme minimalism and thinness in favor of more ergonomics and other things so just a little bit of bright brightness. Uh, Google is adding AI autocomplete to Google Docs, meaning that if you remember, they have that in their email application. So now you can just start hitting tab and enter and it'll just kind of write your stories for you. If you run out of words to say, it's a great way to fluff out stuff if it makes sense. Um, Apple is also supposedly bringing its next generation media applications to Windows 10. This means they're updated, probably their, their TV app, I would imagine music, um, maybe, I don't know about arcade, that would be a little odd, uh, but there definitely looks like they're getting rid of iTunes potentially on the PC, which is good because iTunes is not great. And Facebook is also adopting Visual Studio Code across its entire company. So that is, I don't know, just a little factoid. They had their own thing. I think it was in turtle called Adam at Facebook. And so that is, uh, those are some of your tech highlights that are the bigger salient points of the week. But we've also got a bunch of gaming news here because... I got my hands on Stadia. Well, I, you know, I bought it. Like I, I paid the full retail founders edition price and here it is. And so I've got a, a much longer and more detailed review coming up, but here's kind of the, the thing I want people to understand is that Stadia has roughly the same kind of latency in, in interactions uh, as xCloud. And I'm using this for comparison's sake as um, on the Chromecast Ultra that ships. Like this is the way uh, Google intended that you use it, right? You... You plug in your Chromecast Ultra, you use this controller, and that is how it works. And so I've been using it that way, and the latency feels exactly like really dang close to xCloud. And that's, I, you might think like, oh, that's fine or something. But no, I think this is a really big problem for Google and not so much for Microsoft. And, and here's the bottom line, because for Google, streaming is, is the product, right? That is the end solution. That is what you're buying. That is as good as it gets. With Microsoft and xCloud, that is a feature. It is not the primary product that you are buying, at least not yet. And so with Google, like it never gets any better. With Microsoft, it's just kind of there. Like if you're out of your house and you wanna play, sure, jump on xCloud and play it. But when you go home, you use your console and you get that really great experience. When you're with Stadia, 
granted, you can't even play it on every device it, like they promoted. It's still pretty limited on where and how you can play it. You still get that latency no matter what. And to me, that's that's a problem for Google. It really is because they need they don't have a magic sauce yet that makes it feel like a local console. Granted, they are very, very close, but so is xCloud. But at the same time, very, very close. That last mile is extremely hard and complicated to resolve. Google has done a good job. I'm not trying to like dump all over Stadia, um, but it's not as good as local gameplay. Like I was playing Destiny online and it's just not there. For single player games, it would it would work, but it it's kind of mushy. And I'll do a much more detailed dive into that into the future. Um, just these are some early impressions of Stadia. The other thing too, Stadia had a rough launch. The codes, so people were getting their controllers, but didn't have codes to actually access the platform. And so they had a, they had a rough launch. It wasn't as good as they had hoped, but it seems like things are now resolved for most people, uh, minus the kind of latency issue and the bad reviews that it's gotten so far. Anyways, um, that is out. Look for a video next week where I'm going to have some side-by-side -side comparison of xCloud as best as I can, because right now the best way I can do it is to play Stadia on my laptop and then show it off on the phone because right now you can't do xCloud on a PC. And so we'll wait for better side-by-side -side comparison, but that'll be the best we get because I don't have a Pixel 3a at my house. Um, Mixer is also giving streamers more control over clips. You can adjust um, quality of the clips and, and certain viewers and everything else. It'll just make a mixer a little bit better. And Minecraft Earth, which is in early preview access, now has 2.5 million downloads. That I think that's a good thing. I, I, I don't really know how big the download is or what their expectations were, but 2.5 million downloads, that's a lot of downloads. So... All right, let's dive into the question, shall we? So um, Simon says, are there any real benefits of using Exchange Online versus Outlook.com for hosting my own personal email address? Looking at moving from G Suite, because you're doing it at a personal level, I don't think so. I think you're going to be fine um, just going to Outlook.com. If you had a bunch of people or you potentially needed some more granular controls, maybe, but not yet. Um, I think you'll be fine just using Outlook.com. Will R says, Brad, can you tell us anything new about Xbox Scarlet? Please give us something new. It's hard because what, I mean, if you're looking at absolute detailed specs of the console, I'm trying to think now. I've, I've seen a couple different lists that are relatively in the same ballpark that seem um, like they're accurate from what I've heard, but I don't know if we know the exact specs yet. We should be getting close to lockdown time soon though. We should be. Um, Sydney 2K says, Brad, uh, with the launch of the service models this month, Ignite at the start of... Uh, Last month, Ignite at the start of this month, and EXO last weekend, the company has been being voted as the most ethic, ethical publicly traded company of the year and himself being awarded Businessman of the Year uh, by Fortune. Do you, think Nadella, do you think Satya Nadella would be pleased with how Microsoft is going? Hardware, software, gaming for biz, gaming in business. What are your thoughts on how Microsoft is faring at the moment? So overall speaking, it's hard to argue against uh, what, what Nadella has done. You may not agree with him um, killing the mobile stuff, killing some of the other hardware products, but the stock price is almost $100. Actually, it's more than $100 higher than I think at some of the peaks of during Steve, Steve Ballmer. Um, Azure is continuing to grow well. I think he's navigated things pretty dang well. It's to everything you pointed out there in the largest company, public traded company voted most ethical. Um, everything seems to be going all right. They're not perfect. They've definitely had some hiccups and some things that people are going to disagree with, but overall it's, it's hard to argue against what Nadella has done at the company. Uh, I think Bill Gates, who is now the richest person again in the world would completely agree because he's, he's got a lot of stock, uh, in the company, obviously and it's working out well for him. And so, you know, 
you, you can point at finite things that he has not done correctly or people would disagree with. But as a strategy for the company in, in securing the longevity of Microsoft, I think he's done a pretty good job. So, uh, hi Brad, longtime viewer, I have a two-part question. So xCloud is made up of Xbox One consoles in a server blade. Can the xCloud server blades communicate to each other to gain even more graphical and compute power than a single Xbox One? So that is a, that's a loaded question because the answer is, as of exactly today, I think that answer is no. But in the future, it is not intended to be. There, I had a roadmap at some point where uh, it talked about them extrapolating out the GPU power of the cloud and being able to dynamically control it based on the game that the user is playing and effectively decoupling it from that blade, right? It doesn't make sense, especially in a virtualized world that we live in today in the, in the data center world, um, to have a physical piece of hardware tied to one instance per user, right? It makes a lot of sense to put those things in a VM and then use it that way, which it honestly might be doing today. I don't have the full details of how Microsoft is running xCloud, but I know in the future, the, the goal is to decouple the hardware from the experience, right? Meaning that the experience is independent of the hardware layer that it's sitting on, meaning that the hardware can scale dynamically to improve or downscale the user experience. That is the end goal. I don't know exactly where they are on that journey today, but in the future, yeah, it's going to be, you're just, you log into xCloud and then you can ramp up and scale up hardware as the user needs it. Now, will that be end user controllable? More than likely it would be something like you selecting 4k 60 frames per second, um, or like, you know, I don't know, 1080p 30 frames per second. When you have lower bandwidth, that might be how you potentially control it. Uh, next question is, is can xCloud be used to offset compute power from local hardware. Absolutely. We've already seen that. We've seen that uh, it didn't work out. The game didn't work out too well because of poor reviews, but Crackdown, remember, had that online uh, destructible worlds thing. So we've already seen some of that, uh, allowing underpowered console and PCs to still uh, have great experiences when the next generation comes, sort of like the concept of Crackdown 3. Yes, Crackdown 3, sorry, uh, was implemented. Yes, that is absolutely still on the agenda. Microsoft would love to be able to supplement local compute with cloud compute because that wins on multiple fronts. One, it can get you into a subscription um, like, X, like uh, xCloud or Xbox Live or something like that. Um, but it also allows them to lower the cost of the local hardware. Remember, like imagine this Stadia controller was the actual console. You could have lower compute inside this device and then stream down the additional high-res assets or collision um, information from the cloud and reducing this cost while getting you into a subscription, which is Microsoft's dream world. And then Brother Nod says with the last question, how many cyber trucks did you plan to buy? Um, so if you're not familiar, Tesla announced their new truck and it is, you either love this thing or hate it. I, I really like the idea of electric vehicles. I'm still on the fence if I'll ever buy a Model 3, various reasons aside. I, the the Cybertruck isn't my cup of tea. It is, um, it's bold, it's striking. It, we'll wait and see when it actually arrives and the specs, because Elon has a, a great history of um, promising specs and then things just don't get delivered quite as good as we'd all hoped at a price point. I mean, it's supposed to start at 39,900, which is a really good price point for a truck of that size and capability. If it all works out, I don't know. I really like that. I think it's pronounced Rivian. Their truck looks fantastic, although it is quite a bit more money. And of course, unproven company at this point, although a lot of companies like Amazon and uh, some of the bigger companies are investing in them. That aside, I did not order a Cybertruck. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pre-order it anyways. I don't. Zero interest loan. Tesla had some really bad um, quality problems with the first edition Model Threes. Um, so I would definitely wait if I was even going to buy one. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I. I think 
I like what Tesla's doing as a whole. I the, the, the execution on this is a little questionable. Um, the, the demo on stage didn't work out so well. They broke two windows that they said shouldn't break and whatever. Um, so I hope and wish Tesla well with this truck and we will see how it works out. Um, but, um, you know, Tesla and Musk are a neat company slash person and we will see. They're definitely trying to change up the formula. The question is, will the market like it and will it become a, a profitable move for the company? Only time will tell. So that wraps it up for this week, guys. And I always appreciate the questions and everyone chiming in. And we'll catch all of you right back here next time.